Did you know that keeping your feet warm can actually reduce period problems? Sounds kind of wild, right? Well, join me for this week's episode as we take a look at why warm feet are fertile feet, as the old adage goes. So whether fertility is your goal or not, keeping your feet warm can help reduce period problems and help you live a better life. Hi, I'm Adrian Irizarry. I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner who is passionate about women's health and helping women live their best lives. My goal is to put you in the driver's seat of your health, offering period solutions for a symptom-free life. Statements made in this program are for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitution for medical consultation or advice. We do not claim to diagnose, treat, or cure any diseases. This podcast is inclusive and welcomes all gender identities. The focus of the program is on biological function and we will use the term women throughout, but it is referencing physiological and social challenges for biology, not identity. Come as you are, I am happy you're here and welcome all performances of identity. I hope you find something helpful in this show. Welcome back to another episode of the Reproductive Rebel Podcast. This week, we are talking about warm feet. Weird, right? Well, it's actually not that weird once you understand why this is such an important part of reducing period issues and enhancing fertility. So there is this Chinese medicine saying warm feet are fertile feet. Now, not everybody's goal is to try to get pregnant, but hear me out. So your feet are at the furthest end of your system. And what it can indicate is that you are having circulation challenges in the lower part of your body when you struggle with circulation in your feet. I can't tell you the number of clients, and myself included, who has to take proactive measures to deal with cold feet. So if you are somebody who, even in the summertime, kind of struggles with, my toes are cool, this is an episode that you're going to want to pay attention to. It won't be terribly long, but I'm hoping that it will be one that will make some big changes for your overall health and well-being. So warming your feet. A lot of people will talk about, like, I put on socks and I go to bed and, like, it takes forever for my feet to warm up. Well, you have to actually add some energy to get the circulation moving. So one of my favorite things to do before I go to bed, and it really helps improve my sleep quality. So if you are somebody who really struggles with either falling asleep or staying asleep, this is also a really good tip for helping how it is that sleep is showing up for you also. But soaking your feet in hot water for 15 minutes or more before you go to bed can make a really big impact on your health and your sleep quality. So when I say it impacts your health, this can be your reproductive health and really your overall health because your body isn't working so hard to manage and distribute all of the resources in it. So if you don't have a bathtub, don't worry. If you have a bathtub and you can take a bath, that's amazing. And I would highly recommend doing that. 
whether you add something like Epsom salt or not, the bath itself will be very nourishing for your system. It provides a little bit of lymphatic massage, right? Because the water creates that pressure, which helps to get things circulating in the body. But you're also, you've got heat in this water and that helps to warm your system, which supports your circulation and helps to get things moving. Whatever you put into your bath, your skin absorbs over 65% of anything that goes onto your body. That's kind of an important number to keep in your mind when you're choosing beauty products, anything that you put onto your skin. If you wouldn't eat it, you probably shouldn't do it because a lot of it's going to end up in your system anyway. Health and beauty products are some of the grossest things for your body on the market. There's a lot of chemicals. There's a lot of fake stuff. I probably should do an entire episode on that at some point because beauty products are kind of a bear. And there's a lot of stuff that's hidden in the ingredients list that you should be paying attention to. But sitting in bath water, I love putting something like Epsom salt in there. It helps with getting a little bit of extra magnesium in your system. It's very relaxing energetically as well as structurally. So it helps with muscle relaxing, things of that nature. But if you do not have the luxury of a bath, for years I did not have the luxury of a bath. Recently, my husband renovated our bathroom God love him. And he put a soaking tub in there for me, which has been just beautiful. But if you do not have the luxury of a bathtub, you can do it with something as inexpensive as a $3 dish pan from Walmart that you can fit your feet into. So I would put hot water into the pan. And then if we were to do this the traditional Chinese medicine way, you're going to add hot water from a kettle directly into the dish pan. If you are somebody who really struggles with your sensory experience because your feet run so cold, I am one of those people. You may want to just start with really hot tap water and test it with the back of your hand because that's where the skin is the most sensitive to make sure that you're not going to burn yourself. Because I know when I first started doing this, I actually couldn't tell how hot the water was because my feet were so cold. It felt like my skin was going to burn off my body because it felt so unreasonably hot, but it was really just lukewarm when I touched it with the back of my hand. Okay, so go gently with this and make sure that you're taking safety precautions. But put your feet into warm water and keep adding hot water to it over the course of the 15 minutes or longer. If you'd like to sit there longer, you're not going to overbake the biscuit or anything. But what that does is it helps to add heat and warm the furthest part of your entire system. And as your circulation improves, your sensory expression improves. Like you can start to feel how hot the water is. When you add hot water, it doesn't feel like pins and needles anymore. It actually just feels like the water got a little warmer. You're going to feel how your sensory experience with all of it is going to change. And, you know, if you don't have a bathtub, again, if you want to add Epsom salt to something like this, you can totally do that. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends on whether I've had a stressful day or if I've got any body aches or whatever. But, it, you know, if my magnesium intake has been pretty good, I don't always add Epsom salt. You can add 
anointing oils to it, whatever feels good to you. Sometimes people will put herbs in the water just because, you know, lavender smells really nice and a little bit of lavender, either lavender essential oil or something like that. You can totally do that for the foot soak part of this. Make it into a whole little ritual. You deserve that kind of self-care. So you're putting your feet into the dish pan. And you're adding a little bit of hot water every so many minutes to keep it nice and warm. You're going to feel the heat radiate up your legs. Eventually, you're going to feel that the temperature of your toes is going to match the rest of your legs. When that happens, you've been doing this for enough time that you probably can stop. The colder you are as a person or when you're just starting out doing this, you may notice that you have to sit for a little bit longer to achieve that effect. But taking the time to do that before you go to bed helps the chi to circulate effectively and appropriately through your entire system. It helps you downregulate for sleep. It helps the quality of sleep once you are asleep. And you're going to notice that as you start bringing this practice in on a regular basis, that you're going to be able to hold heat in your feet a lot easier than you could before. The other thing to take into consideration is not walking around everywhere barefoot. Now, during the summertime, this isn't quite as much of an issue as it is in the wintertime. And I have clients that comment on my little slipper boots when they come in to see me in the office. But I have these like ankle high, thick, fuzzy slipper boots that I wear in the office. In the summertime, as long as my toes are warm, I try to go barefoot because when I'm doing acutonics treatments, I want my feet to be as grounded into the earth as I can. If my feet are chilly, I have these little scuffs that I put on. There's, you know, very lightweights material, but it's just enough to like help hold the heat in because I really do struggle big time with heat in my feet. And that's why I historically had as many cycle related problems as I did. So keeping heat in your feet is important. As the temperatures start to go down, needing to wear socks or socks and slippers, you know, there's no shame in that. And I actually, my winter attire comes halfway up my calf because I struggle to keep heat in my feet. And I have cycle problems if I don't do enough to keep my lower extremities warm. So people who are having period cramps, who have a lot of headaches with their periods, people who have really big clots with their periods, this is going to be a really, really beneficial practice for you. It may not sound like it has anything to do with your uterus whatsoever, but honestly, it does. So according to Chinese medicine, your body is divided into three sections, the upper jowl, the middle jowl, and the lower jowl. Your feet are at the very end of the system that is comprised of the lower jowl. So you're actually directly affecting your uterus when you are making sure that your feet are staying warm. Your uterus has to be a warm place in order for there to be fewer symptoms. So people who have like purple, blue menstrual blood, really thick, dark menstrual blood, like I said, clots, cramps, low back ache, those types of things 
get a lot of relief from making sure that their feet are staying warm. And this little dishpan thing, it's really simple and really easy and very inexpensive to do, but it makes a really big shift in terms of how your period shows up. Now, you know, obviously while you're bleeding, you want to make sure that you're taking care of your body and keeping it warm anyway. And if you have any questions about that, in my classes link in the show notes, go to check out the period care course. It's very inexpensive, but it gives you best practices on how you should be taking care of your body during your bleed. Staying warm is a big part of that, even in the summertime, simply because as we're losing blood, our experience with the temperature around us does change. So keeping our feet warm, even in the summertime, especially during our bleed, is really important. When you are doing little practices that help to keep your feet warm, that old adage, warm feet are fertile feet, really is true. I look at practices like my grandmother's and, you know, if you think about how your grandmother's used to dress, my grandmother always wore slippers. And I used to run around in bare feet. Now, granted, I like the energetics of it all. And even in high school, I was notorious for being the person that would wear like sandals until the first snow. And my feet were frozen, like absolute tosicles. But I just liked the fact that I wasn't wearing shoes. And that was something I had to kind of work through a little bit as I started understanding more about how warm feet affected my cycle because you're heating the system from the furthest end of the system and that heat and that chi movement radiates up your legs and into your pelvis. So you'll see less purple blue in your blood. You'll see fewer larger clots. You'll get less of that stabbing pain. And the nice part is, is this little foot soak situation is something that you can do during your period. Unlike pelvic steaming, which I will talk about in a second, unlike pelvic steaming, this is something that it doesn't matter where you are in your cycle. You can do it every day, all the time, make it part of your getting ready for bed ritual. And the fact that you're bleeding doesn't affect it at all. If anything, it's just going to further enhance and keep you warm and support the overall function of your bleed so that it's showing up for you in a healthy way. So if you haven't caught some of the earlier episodes this year, so like episodes three through seven of season two, I go through each phase of your cycle, what it's supposed to look like, how long it's supposed to be, all of that stuff. So if you are tuning into this show and you haven't checked out some of those episodes earlier this season, I would highly recommend looking at and going back to episodes three through seven. But in general, you are supposed to see four to six days of fresh red blood only. No cramps, no clots, no PMS beforehand, no pain once the bleed starts. It's supposed to just quietly arrive. It's going to be light, medium day one, medium heavy day two, light, medium day three, and cruise down to the finish line. When it's going longer than six days and it's still red, you shouldn't be seeing any brown 
Brown before, brown after, that does not count as a period. Again, highly recommend you check out some of the earlier episodes this season where I go through some of this stuff. But you want to have a really gentle, peaceful period. And for 99.9% of us, unless you are doing and living and breathing these lifestyle practices that I'm sharing with you, you're not experiencing that. And that's okay. It doesn't feel okay, but it is normal because your body, it has been asking you for help. It hasn't been receiving the kind of help that it needs. And so it's giving you messages and it's saying, hey, I need you to show up for me a little bit differently. Can you help a girl out? So this is one of those tools that will help her to show up in her best way possible. Pelvic steaming is another thing that will help her show up in her best way possible. I highly, highly, highly recommend doing this with a trained practitioner because you're able to get the right herbs, the right duration, and the right heat for what your body needs. I train holistic health practitioners to be able to read the period and help determine what herbs and lifestyle practices and stuff are going to support people. I help herbalists be able to bring this ancient practice into their herbal work because this is a really powerful practice that can be used in all phases of life to help restore health and harmony and balance in the body. And really all bodies can do it. If you have a pelvic floor, which we all do, regardless of what we have for assigned at birth parts, we all have a pelvic floor. We all can benefit from this practice. So pelvic steaming does help the feet factor because you are steaming the perineum. And you are increasing circulation and heat in the pelvic floor. You will find that with regular pelvic steaming, you will also hold heat better in your legs and your feet. I had a woman, oh my goodness, this was maybe the second year I was in practice. So I was still a fairly new practitioner. And she had come into the office to do a pelvic steam with me. And I got her all set up and closed the door for her to like have her own little Zen space for the duration of her steam. And I heard this shriek from behind the door. Now, of course, my brain starts spiraling. Did she hurt herself? Like the steam wasn't too hot. Like, is she okay? Like what's going on in there? Right? Because there's nothing in here that should have caused her to yell like that. So My heart was racing. I opened the door real carefully and I kind of whispered through the open door. So she still had her privacy. And I was like, are you okay? Can I get you anything? And she goes, this is the first time in 32 years that I've been able to feel my hands and feet in the middle of the wintertime. What? This is the first time? holy cow. And her shriek was actually one of sheer joy and delight. Although it didn't sound like that to me as the new practitioner on the outside of the door, but it had such a profound impact on her overall body circulation. This was probably late February, early March, and I live in New England. So, you know, it's not the Bahamas in 80 up here during that time frame. 
So it was cold. There was snow outside. And the fact that this was the first time in this woman's life that she had appropriate circulation movement in her hands and feet, and she was only about a few minutes into her session. It was wild. So we have this really amazing opportunity to affect the circulation in our entire body when we bring in practices like pelvic steaming. I love teaching people about pelvic steaming. There was such a weird stigma around it for such a long time. And now, you know, a lot more people understand what it is. It's a lot more socially accepted. People are embracing it more, which just makes me so happy because there's so much you can do for your gynecological health. There's so much you can do for your gynecological health with pelvic steaming, but you get the benefits that you're looking for when you work with a trained practitioner. So I would love to support you. I have practitioners that I've trained that would love to support you. So, you know, if you are looking for somebody, please reach out. We'd love, love, love to teach you. But if pelvic steaming still seems a little too weird to you, that's totally fine. Use the dishpan. Start with the dishpan and see if I am lying to you or not. <laughs> I challenge you to try the dishpan because you'll be really surprised at how different you feel bringing that in on a regular basis. You're going to sleep better. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. And slowly over time, your circulation is going to improve enough that you're going to hold more of your own heat in your feet. When you're able to hold heat in your feet and you don't reach down and touch your lower leg, so like below your knee, and can feel the cold radiating out of the lower part of your leg, you're going to notice these changes are also going to translate to the way that your period shows up for you. You're going to have fewer clots. You're going to have fewer cramps. Your blood is going to get redder. These are really big things. So whether your goal is to have a baby or not, improving the health of your cycle means that your whole body, the whole rest of your system is functioning better than it was functioning before. Because your primal brain can only do two things, survive and procreate, right? And so when our body isn't functioning optimally, it keeps us at some level of survive because it goes, oh, I don't have all the things I need or this isn't working the way that it's supposed to. Your cycle improves when you take those threats or crises, quote unquote, out of your system. One of these things is your feet being too cold, your legs being cold. Because it goes, oh, things aren't moving really well. I don't have all the things that I need. Warm that up and improve that circulation. Put these little slipper boots on your feet like I do in the office. Mine have little pom-poms. They're cute. I have Ugg boots, the Kulbura Ugg boots. And no, this is not an endorsement of the brand or anything. It's just the fact that they're wool-lined. They have like that Sherpa wool lining on the inside. And they're leather and they're taller. I love my Kulbura boots. I put socks inside of this wool-lined boot and it helps me keep my feet warm. My husband got them for me for Christmas a couple of years ago because he, 
<laughs> I don't know if it said he got frustrated that I kept sticking my ice cold feet on his body before we go to bed. Maybe that's it. But that was one of the best gifts he ever gave me. And he's like, it's a pair of slippers, Adrian. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. But it made me feel so much better because I was able to hold heat in my feet better. And I like the fact that because I have dogs, I love dogs, but they bring in snow from outside and, you know, the water dish mess all over the floor, you know, and there's nothing worse than having soft bottom slippers and then stepping in that. Right. So I love them because they have like a harder sole on the bottom. Then they keep my feet warm and they keep my ankles and my lower part of my calves warm. And it helps me to hold my heat. So whatever it is that you need to take for action to keep your feet warm. I am notorious for soak feet, put fuzzy socks on, and then I take the socks off before I go to bed. Or I'll keep them on when I go to bed, depending on how cold it is, because again, I live in New England and it's cold up here. But keep your feet warm, folks. One simple change, one simple change, and you will be absolutely amazed at the impact on your overall health and well-being. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Reproductive Rebel. Reproductive Rebel is recorded by certified peristeam hydrotherapist and acutonics practitioner, herbalist, and Chinese nutritional therapist, Adrian Irizari of Moon Essence LLC. If you are interested in setting up an appointment for one-on-one support, ordering from our store, or checking out our course offerings, visit our website at moonessence.life. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and get insider information on upcoming events and offerings. Join the conversation. Like and follow us at Moon Essence Me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Your voices make this program possible. Thank you all for your continued support.